Hello, and welcome to another episode of Things and Stuff, the show where we talk about things and stuff. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy, alongside my best friend and co-host, Alex. Hey. Um, we've got a great show for you today. Another one. Um, but one of the another coolest one. things is that this is our 10th episode. What a milestone. <laughs> 10 episodes. We can... Hey. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, 10 episodes. Audience. We're really excited about that. Um... So we have some cool things we want to talk to you about today. But first, as always, Alex, please tell the people how you're doing. I was at Costco today. And great start to any story. (laughs) I need a couple things at Costco. The pace of life at Costco is like abysmally slow. I was going to say it's what I strive for. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much because when I'm in the look, I frequently am a person that lives outside of the zone. Like when people say get in the zone or whatever, I'm I'm always out. Auto of that. zone. No, not that. that oh, no. Sorry. I mean that works, but yeah, sorry. But when I go to the store, I put a podcast on. Not this one, probably. But I put I, I listen to a show and I it's just head down. You have a list. I have a list. And you need to get those things done. It is the only time that I am like a functional human being. Which is funny because <laughs> it's kind of opposite for me. I am always like that. But when I go to Costco, it's my time to explore. Do I need this fifty set knife or fifty piece knife set? Oh, no, I just but can't. Maybe I should take a closer look at it. You know, it's a great deal. <laughs> it is shiny. Yeah, and it's at Costco, so it's got to be. A yeah, I, I like to explore at Costco. I hate it. I hate exploring. I don't like the, okay, oh, I'm going to, oh, there's some samples over here. Oh, let me just you leave my car. You don't like the Costco samples? I like the samples. I just go from sample to sample. I don't like the people at the sample. I like the people serving the samples. They're always these sweet, sweet people. But it's the it's the ones that are, uh, oh, I'm going to leave my cart in the middle of the aisle diagonally so I can do it and try this triangle pasta yeah, that had, they've been serving etiquette. for years, years. That's, that's not sample etiquette. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was at Costco and I had this, um, it was this like, Chocolate caramel coffee cake, oh, coffee pound cake, yeah. or whatever thing going on sample wise. Uh huh. It was a probably a one square centimeter sample of coffee cake. Uh huh. Changed my life. Oh. <laughs> it was so good. I don't know why I didn't buy the coffee cake. <laughs> I feel it like was too a- big though. It was too big of a thing of cake. It was like a whole cake. I, feel I don't like- need that. Whenever, whenever I try a sample, I'm like, oh, that was so good. And then I just move on to the next sample. I don't yeah. ever come back. I've to never what bought was. something I sampled, but I'm always like, huh, I'll keep that in mind. My favorite thing is when they're sampling. It's like today they had a, a different, an assortment of sausages in the meat aisle that they were sampling. They had each station had a different sausage yes, of some sort. Yes, I remember that. It was hilarious. This is like you, you guys are serving hot dogs outside, but I can get an entire hot dog's worth of sausage samples in here. They and had I don't like, need to buy it was a hot like dog. four different beef Sausages. Yeah. And they had like a, a spicy one and then like a spicier one, like a jalapeno yeah. or something or other, then like a garlic one and a plain one. I was thinking about looking at some beef, but it was in that section. And once I saw that the the 19 cart pile up and the, the 17,000 old people surrounding that beef, it was like, nope. You know what? I don't need beef. I'm just going to move on. I skipped the whole. Just, I didn't try a single sausage. Were you just grocery shopping or did you have a mission? Because I feel like Costco for me is like bigger mission things. Like... I don't go grocery shopping. I don't need that much. I'm a one-person person, you know? Yeah. Whereas, that's, I'm going to use that in one-person person. You're a one-person person? Yes. Um, but I like, it. <laughs> I like it. But I'm like, when I go to Costco, it's like, oh, I need a vacuum or something. Like, there's a, there, I'm, I'm there for Whoa. a reason, you know? Did you have a reason or just go, go to groceries? Yeah, I was, I was grocery shopping. Gotcha. But still, like, everybody else there you're a two-person seemed to be... Person. Yeah, I'm a two-person person. <laughs> everybody else there seemed to be a multi-person person doing some grocery shopping. I like this person-person thing we've got going. I know. I'm, we're going to keep going. 
But it's just like the, the everybody's just kind of like looking around, looking at the ceiling. Oh, what they got up there? Maybe they could get the forklift and get those diapers down for me. No, just go find the aisle that the diapers are in, lady, and get out of the way. Please, thank you. Goodbye. I just can't with the lollygagging. I feel like you're becoming not, a grumpy old man. Just the people are just not paying attention where they're walking. It's just I've got to weave. The carts are too big. It's, it was a it's an exhausting <laughs> endeavor going to Costco. Fair but enough. I love it so Fair much. Enough. I love it. I any, love everything. Uh, any Costco. updates this week that we need to know about that the beautiful people need to know about? Taylor Swift's got a new song out. Next, <laughs> moving along. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's it. Oh uh, yeah, uh, we had a, a beautiful weekend of rest. Uh, we've been busy quite a lot lately, and Natalie and I just kind of took Saturday Sunday and chilled and. Did some work from home stuff and kind of just relaxed. So that was that was pretty great. Um, But yeah, no no updates um, in regards to that. Um, We do have something though, um, as far as topics go. So we are finally getting around to um, an email, our only email from a fan. (laughs) (laughs) No second. Ah, I'm sorry. Yes, second. John emailed us. Um, and now this one is from Kyle from the Playful Banter podcast. This is about what four weeks ago or something like that. We said that we were going to. We read about it on um, the breakfast episode. We yes, read it. we read his email. But now he we're going to get sticky wicket. Yes, yeah, so now we're going to get to some of these to- or one of these topics. Um, I thought this was great. This is from Kyle. He said, "What is the best piece of advice you've have ever been given?" And so that's what I want to pose as my thing today. Um, and I guess I'll, we can start with you, and then I'd like to tell you about the things that. I've learned, I guess, life lessons, advice, stuff like that. So, Alex, my thing yes. is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? The, it's funny. Like, I don't, I don't tend to. I'm not very good at receiving advice. So, I've probably. What do you mean given, you're not good at receiving advice? Like, I, uh, I think it's just a personality thing, or maybe I'm just a jerk. But usually, when I'm given advice, I listen to it and I think critically on it but i don't you like i don't usually internalize that advice and then apply it to things like it's just not something that i do very well fair enough um i just don't like being told what to do you know yeah no but it's, i don't know it's so like when you when you said that we were going to do this topic my first thought didn't go to like oh yeah this thing that somebody told me this one time that really stuck with me it's, yeah but what did come to me was more kind of lessons that i've been accumulating over time or things like that and i think that's even better you know yeah, and I think like, and I, I'm sure that I'm getting it from multiple people, multiple sources, or whatever. And it's the same kind of thing, getting advice. But my my life lesson as of late has been uh, to just like not be concerned with, and uh, I don't know how to say it without it, it being the cliche, but like don't care what people think of you. Yeah. Um. In in short, and we kind of touched on this when we were talking about guilty pleasure stuff. Mm-hmm. And how I said, I don't think there's any room for guilty pleasures anymore because people like what they want to like. It's kind of like, just do what you want, do what you like to do. And who cares if people are like, Hey, that's not cool. Like, I feel like that was a big thing for us. Like, um, in middle school, you care so much about what other people think. So like, if we like music, but it's like unpopular music, we would be over it. We like this thing and other people didn't like it it was like okay we're moving on to the next one or whatever or this isn't cool to like that you know like we were so i feel like judgmental about our own things that we liked totally we would stop liking something because it wasn't cool yeah exactly like i can remember a long time back 
my guitar teacher was talking smack about this concert that he went to and he was, was this, talking smack uh, it was my guitar teacher this was years mm-hmm. ago because i only took lessons for a year but he was talking smack about this concert that he went to and said it was like the cheesiest like some boy band or whatever and he was describing it and i was like i remember i know what you're talking about everything you're describing about the stage and it was he was talking about the coldplay concert that i went to and i was like that was the he's best just, concert of my he's life just hating on coldplay and he's just out here hating on coldplay and i'm like i started to feel bad like i don't know but like now i'm like screw that guy I like Coldplay. I mean, he's fine, entitled to not like Coldplay, but yeah, man, Coldplay is awesome, and things like that. Or like, I'm not ashamed to say it. I used to listen to Nickelback. I kind of grew out of it, but I used to listen to it. It was good music at the time. Yeah, I totally. I totally Rockstar? Are you from. kidding? Yeah. That song was awesome. If everyone cared, <laughs> swallowed their pride. It's even. <laughs> it yeah. even applies. It's even topical. But I think it's more come into um, just what I what I'm interested in as far as hobbies and like even like looking for a job is like, I'm figuring out that, Oh, I am unashamed of the fact that I really like video games and I'm interested in the industry. And so like part of my stuff is like, I can bring knowledge about that. And should we ever get a client like that, then I'll be very useful because I understand a lot of how it works. Embrace yourself exactly kind of exactly like, embrace no. embrace what you want to do and like when i was with samsung for a little while and we we were playing music it was like that's what i want to do right now like mm-hmm. you know school was important at the time but that was what i was focused on and i wasn't ashamed of that it was like who knows what and like things and stuff right now who knows we have 10 episodes in the books it's so much fun we have people listening but like I don't really care if anybody's listening. It's just fun to do it. It's fun it's, to do yeah, it. it's, something it's, we it's care to do, to do and, yeah. and embrace it. Um, I like what you said about that because like when I was thinking about it, I feel like there is a lot of advice that I've sought out type of thing, but there wasn't when I read his uh, Kyle's question, there wasn't a specific moment that I thought of that mm-hmm. when I got advice, there's plenty of lessons that I've learned. And I feel like as we're talking about it, I'll, they'll pop to mind, but the one reason that I was most excited about this topic was because um, for my senior thesis uh, in college, I created a project. It was called In Retrospect. And um, I was graduating. And so I wanted to like look back. And my initial thought was, what advice would I give um, myself four years earlier? You know, like what, what advice would I give freshman Jeremy? You know? Yeah. And I thought that was a really interesting thing to think about, like lessons I've learned. And um, it's something that you always post, like, what would you tell your younger self? Or like another thing that we've seen a lot is would 10 year old self be proud of what you like, who you are now and type of thing. Yeah. But when I was working on this project, I thought that's it's kind of narrow to think about what I would tell myself. I think I, w- I wanted to get a bigger compilation of like what would what would you tell yourself or what's advice that you've learned in the last four years or what's someone who's graduated 10 years ago? What's their advice? You know, cause it's not just four years removed. It's like now 10 years removed or what's, you know, yeah. Trying to get a lot more different angles and everybody learns different lessons. So I thought that was interesting. Um, an interesting exercise to interview a bunch of people and see what advice they'd give themselves or other people. You know? Yeah. Is a lot of it pretty similar? Or is it pretty different? It was. Um, I so I, what I narrowed it down to was that people gen like the advice that I was getting from the people that I interviewed um, generally fell into three different areas. Um, one was about school, um, and then one was just about life. Like some was about like life advice, school advice, and then there's just some random stuff. Yeah. And so um, I thought it was just super interesting listening to um, the different 
things, lessons people have learned. And so that's what I made my thesis on. I made these little booklets and mag- uh, posters and magazines about them. Um, and I thought I, uh, this would be a great time to share some of those lessons and pieces of advice nice. um, that I had gotten from people's interviews. Um, so one, okay. So here's one for myself that I, I, I was looking back. So in retrospect, and this was under random and, um, and you know, this, I learned in college that you can't be a night person and a morning person. Uh huh. It lasted about a week and a half where I was trying to stay up real late working on schoolwork and working out and stuff like that. And then I was trying to wake up really early to be productive. Uh-huh. And so I was going to bed at one and waking up at like six and that I like my body physically, I was doing that for like maybe a week and a half. And so I learned that was a lesson I learned. Um, so again, it's not advice, but I would like the advice I had given is like, don't try to do that type yeah. of thing. Um, pick a pick a time, pick a time and stay with it. <laughs> yeah. And then there's just some other silly ones like, or not silly ones, but just like smaller ones. Like, um, I don't know, on Portland state and it's easy to like get in your lane when you're at school. Yeah. Um, no matter like what university you go to. And I think that another important one was like that I would tell a freshman is like really take advantage of your campus. So that was another school related one. Take advantage of your campus. Cause like, I don't know. Do you, it's easy to like, I went to the library maybe four times in my college career, uh, okay, <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. like, get, take advantage of that. Go to game, like do get involved. Cause it's like, this is a unique four years, you know? So there's so many. Like, so also as a graphic, I'm a graphic designer right now. The amount of like awesome resources that they had at like, on campus that uh-huh. I could use for free that you do not get that when you go into the real world, like laser printers and like, or not laser printers, laser cutters, you know, like, or, or, yeah. uh, or um, 3d printers and stuff like that. Like you don't get to use those things for free in the real world. Like you have to go pay to use like these awesome like tools and like to make these totally. cool things. So it's like, take advantage of those things. Um, but getting into more like life lessons, um, one of our friends, uh, Scott Miller, um, he gave the advice of like when I told him what I was doing, his biggest takeaway was, um, you need to learn through living. Like it's all good trying to like look back and think, see lessons you've learned and stuff like that. Um, but there's no shortcut in life. And yeah. I think that's, that's my takeaway for this question is like, what advice you've learned and stuff like that best advice you've been given mm-hmm. is that you there's so many things that you need to learn through living through it learn by living through it you know yeah um so i thought that was that was an interesting one that's a really good one um and then learn through living through it that's good yeah i have i have two more that i thought were super cool and these ones are kind of just quotes but like it was more of like a conversation type yeah. thing um uh appreciate opportunity and embrace collaboration was another thing that scott had told me Nice. Um, that like, again, I can, that you can look at that through that campus thing. Like you need to, like, there's so many things that like in the moment we take for granted and you need to appreciate those things. Another thing is like people hate working on group projects or stuff like that. That's because they're the worst. Yeah. Or like yeah. sometimes you don't like being on certain teams or doing certain things or the certain coworker you're working with and stuff like that. Um, but like, I don't know. This one's like you need to lean in on these things, you know, and try, try and embrace those, yeah. those moments. So I thought those were some cool um, quotes and thoughts and things to think about. Um, I don't know. I thought like the best thing about when I was working on this project and trying to get advice from people and stuff like that was just the stories that people tell because 
quotes like that they're cool but like there's always a story behind them like oh i had this horrible group project or oh i was trying to stay up this late you know like there's always a story behind that lesson you learned and like you were talking about like the music and your music teacher there's always i think what's cool about advice and lessons that other people are giving you is that there is something that happened that they're learning from Mm -hmm. and i think that's always that's always a cool thing to think about too that is a cool thing i agree with that 100 percent. i have some more if you want me to keep going hit me with him um josh milliken oh yeah he told me um he was like freedom without responsibility is not really freedom i thought that was an interesting quote that's a good one about he make that up that's that feels he made that up on accident that's deep yeah um he was i don't know talking about how when you turn when you become a freshman i guess in college you feel like you have um so much new freedom yeah you know and that in it of itself could be paralyzing you know totally um and so like you need to be responsible with your time you need, like it's about like, you're when you're like 18 19 whatever 20 you're like learning i guess how to really be yourself yeah totally so that's and you get so easily caught up in whatever's going on around you that you kind of forget to do what mm-hmm. it what it is that you actually were like oh yeah i have the freedom to do this now yeah yeah so i just i, I really appreciated like um how this was a collaboration thing uh-huh. i know it's kind of just turning into this project i work on but i was really proud of it because like it wasn't advice just advice i was giving myself it was like looking back at people in different walks, different fields, different levels of education, different um, times separated from education, like trying to give you, give advice to what their younger self. Yeah. That was kind of cool. So what advice now in this moment would you give to, well, senior year wasn't four years ago, but would you give to past you? Um, Any era? I think that one I would give myself is like, don't, Oh, and this is also one that was given to me um, by a mentor when I was at a previous job. Um, And they said that, like, in your mind, like, and I'm using hand motions, so I'm going to try and, or Alex might explain it when I'm I'm doing it. Um, When you graduate, you start here. He's pointing. At a lower point. (laughs) And in... um, You envision that at some point in your career, you're going to end up here. He's got another point on his graph further up and to the right. Up and to the right, you know. So you you, and you think that your path is going to be a straight line, like you're going to do this, you're going to do that, and they're each a step to get to the next point. Whereas what it really is, it's more like a zigzag line to get to that point. Like there's going to be like super highs and super lows, and it's not a straight line from point to point. And like you're still like, don't worry about like, is this the path that's going to get me to that that CEO position or that super high one. Like your story is not going to be a straight, perfectly straight line. And so don't worry about sticking on that path. Like I thought that was interesting to think about, like do the things that you like that are in front of you. Yeah. That will be another one. Another great one. I remember now that I'm talking about this. Yeah. Is that, um, in one of my classes, um, my teacher said, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but it has, it has been since ingrained in my head by uh, the Philadelphia 76ers because he said something like this, but probably not as not worded as well. And w- it was to trust the process. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And trust so that's what he process. said. Like, um, that's a classic. Yeah. Like 
you're always like there's all these little steps that you 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 kind of want the finished product you know but you gotta mm-hmm. trust the process you know to get there another one i've been learning mm-hmm. um and this has kind of been as i've been in my career search and things like that but even going through college um it was kind of the realization that like your dreams and your career or whatever you you know what you do for a living doesn't have to be your dream um I like when I was going through college, I didn't want to do it. Like I never knew what, what my degree was going to be. I wanted to do psych and then I was doing business and then I was like, Oh, marketing is kind of cool. And then when I graduated, I finished with an advertising degree. So it was like, I went all over the board kind of. Um, but I, I like never really settled on anything that I actually wanted to do until, you know, the last six months or whatever. But, um, just realizing as I was going through that, like, oh, I wanted to be in a band or now like, oh, I want to start a podcast. Like mm-hmm. those are my dreams right now. And like Erica's dream is to be a teacher and mm-hmm. to be a really great teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and for her, her dream and her career path lined up for, for me. That's not the same thing. And so um, it was really when we and were, I think it's important not to beat yourself up about that, that like your dream isn't your job. Totally. Like, your dream is more than that. Like it's your life. Yeah. And like, I totally struggled with that too. Like going through, it was just like, why am I even getting this degree? I, this isn't what I want to do. I haven't found my true passion yet. And it's like, but I enjoy this and this is a career path that I have the potential to go down and do very well in. Um, and then my other dreams can still happen. I went on tour with a band. I'm st- I've started a podcast. Like my dreams are happening. Mm-hmm. It's just not my career. My career is not my dream and it never will be. And that's different for different yeah. people. When we were, when Erica and I were getting married and she was looking for her job and we were figuring out, okay, are we going to stay in Portland? And she's like, well, yeah, cause you're going to find a job in Portland. Like that's where the advertising agencies are. And it was like, well, no, because like we're not going to stay in Portland so that I can do a like my job when you have this dream job that you can you know you could get a your dream job with your dream district and it could be in Oklahoma and like you know what it would be so for unfair you, of me it, to for say for you your job is a job whereas her her, her job, job is like her, her career dream. is a yeah. dream so if like I was like holding her back it was that was when it kind of when I realized like I feel oh, like that's a huge realization totally to come, like. And it kind of changed my perspective on it because up until then I'd been kind of sulky about it. Just like, I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And now it's, now I'm feeling like, yeah, this is the job I'm going to get. And this is the job and I'm going to do. I can still be good at it and I'm I can be, still enjoy it, but it's totally. not my dream. That's, that's. And it's like, what, what I want to do is I want to be a good husband to my wife and I want to be on a podcast and I want to play music and it's like play some video games in there. Yeah. And how do comics. I do that? Well, I have to support myself and have a my, job and now, help yeah. support my family with a job. And obviously these, the, my other two dreams are not, or yeah, my, the three things I really enjoy are not going to be netting me any kind of income. So like I it was just a, it's kind of a cool thing that I've been learning that it's like, I don't have to be doing my dream job because my dream job doesn't necessarily need to be a job. If that makes any sense. No, that that's awesome. I, I'm glad that we were able to articulate some of those things. So Heck yeah, Kyle, yeah. In conclusion, learn through living was a good piece of advice. Trust the process. Uh, don't really care what other people think. Your dream does not have to be your career. And dang, yeah, I'm trying to remember all of those. Um, yeah, like your um, career path is also not necessarily a straight line. What 
and I'm talking to you, listener. What are some of your dreams? You should write in at dreams say, or advice. Uh, yeah, dreams and advice, all of those things. I kind of want to know all of it. Just write in if you have any input on this topic. We'd love to hear it. And yeah. please send us some more um, things and stuff to talk about. We we love getting these uh, emails from our listeners. Yeah, and it always adds to our list of things to talk about. Um, but yeah, I really liked that topic of um, advice and lessons. You've yeah, that was fun. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, uh, Alex, what do you got for us? All right, we kind of live in this world now where pretty much anything can happen as far as entertainment goes. Like we live the universe that we live in now. We got the same people that make all of the superhero movies, aside from the DC wins, are making Star Wars movies as well as the Disney princess. So what movies. you're talking about is we're living in reboot city right now. Everything no, not in the reboot 80s and city. 90s None is of these are reboots. No, these aren't reboots. We're talking about reimaginations. Uh, reimaginations, but mostly I'm just talking about like IPs, different franchises. IPs are intellectual properties, which are uh, basically all of the characters, the rights to any sort of entertainment property that people would own. So Disney owns Star Wars. That's their Star Wars IP belongs to Disney. Anyways, we kind of live in the world where anybody seems to be able to acquire and do anything with any IP. And so my question to you, Jeremy, is which sort of universe or story or comic book, anything like what would you like to see some sort of adaptation of? Would you, or what universe would you like to see it take place in? That's that an interesting sense? question. I feel like um, whatever I pick, I would want it to be an HBO series. I feel like they handle long-form stories the best. A movie, you have to condense books down, like yeah. a series of books down to three hours. What makes you choose hours. HBO over Netflix or Amazon um, or Hulu? I feel like I HBO has a great track record. Amazon has a great library, uh, you know, all these other have great libraries too but uh-huh. like HBO's just been knocked out of the park okay with their quality their movie quality on you know like um, Netflix I feel like has lots of hits and lots of misses whereas That's like true. HBO has 10 hits you know like they have like they have 10 hits I feel like it I can't uh, list not, them off the top of my head but I don't know like they have like yeah. you know. they, they have a, a name they have a, a reputation yeah that's what yeah. I'm talking about yeah um but yeah, I'm trying to think. You hit me with yours. But the first thing while you were explaining what IP was, like when I was a kid, I loved reading the Aragon books, and they oh, made a yeah. movie and they butchered it. And oh, I was that like, movie I never would... happened. And so I'm like, well, after watching Game of Thrones, granted the writing is ten times better in Game of Thrones than sure than the books of Aragon would ever be. But I'm like, that would have been cool to see, um, done right. And I feel like a show probably would have been better than a movie. Yeah. Did you finish those books? No. I didn't either. I liked the first two. I know. I think, I, think I got I bored the first in third. Three. Okay. Or two and a half. I, there was I, a blue one, a red one, a yellow one, and a green one. Right? Was yeah. there anything after that? No. Okay. I got. Ha- Wait. Can you go the order again? Blue, red, yellow, green. I got halfway through yellow. Okay. Or it's that's, like pr- that's pretty track. much where I got. That's so, like right over here somewhere. Then, yeah. So I got, I'm on two and a half. I couldn't pronounce the name of the yellow one. I remember that because I was young. Huh? Brissinger. Okay. Yeah. That's I fine. That's what it was. Yeah. It was like Aragon, Eldest Brissinger, and I don't remember what the green one was. Because it it was green and it came out way after we had gotten bored um, with the middle but one. But I'm trying to think of other things that I would want to see. I kind of this kind of goes to my uh, our Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Topic oh, you want to see would, Ultimate Muscle come back? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think what because essentially everything that was like your childhood is like becoming movies now. Like they made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, Transformers. They made like a bunch of things. So I'm like, what? what I want to see that isn't already being done. Cause like for me, it's Batman. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hit me with yours, and then let me let me think about it while we're going. All right. Well, what spurred on my thought about this topic was that when sometimes when I get bored at work, I just kind of have music on, and I'm imagining some sort of something going on to that music, and I was just like daydreaming about. I here's what I really want. I want Netflix or somebody, but my I'm drawn to Netflix because of their work with Stranger Things. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I feel like when you say Netflix, there's a certain type of thing that you associate with that, like a certain tone. Yeah. And when you associate yeah. like HBO or AMC or all these or Hulu. Or so when I said HBO, I was thinking mm-hmm. of a tonal thing, not because I don't think Netflix can, can't handle it. Gotcha. When you told me what you're thinking of, Netflix, Netflix is the only option I thought of. So continue. So I want Netflix to make an eight episode first season or whatever, maybe just do three seasons or whatever. I want them to make a magic tree house show. And that was the children's book, right? It's like a mystery. Yeah. Like, it's like, don't it's they like, travel through time. Yeah. That they, well, thing? that's the thing is this, uh, the, the story is there are these, these two kids, I think they're brother and sister. Yeah. I should have read a, a magic tree house brushed up on a little bit, but it's, um, Mary Pope Osborne wrote a whole bunch of these books. There's like a huge series of them. Erica has tons of them for her classroom. It's awesome. Um, but each book, they, stumble upon this tree house in the woods and then wait 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 go ahead each book they stumble upon a different tree house no it's the same tree house but uh, it appears in different places yes it's all coming back to me right. it's all coming back to me and inside this tree house i believe is a either a bunch of books or just one book but there's always one book that stands out to them and then that book tells the story of where they're going to be and then somehow they get to this mystical land the first one i believe they go uh Way back in time to like prehistoric, they're with dinosaurs, and it's like what super reading cool. level is this? It's pretty young. It's like it was my childhood. I remember these. And yeah, I'm like they're really short. Like I'm like it would be frowned upon if I picked one of these up. <laughs> to but re-read. seriously, like I guess I just looking remember, at our advice, don't care what other people think. I'm gonna read this fourth grade material book. Exactly. But I just remember like going, like as a child, just thinking about just the sense of wonder that comes from i i wanted a treehouse so bad and i wanted to like be in this treehouse that goes between universes and goes all over netflix the place. would do this so well. well what i'm picturing is they could do it it could be like a stranger things without the horror aspect mm-hmm. because i love stranger mm-hmm. things so much but i can't watch it with erica because it's it's, it's yeah, too I spooky watch, i, that is, things now I can barely watch stranger Here's, things on my okay, own okay um I'm gonna. We're gonna continue on this thought process, uh-huh. but I want us to screenwrite slash pitch this right now. All right. right. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm rolling with your idea. Okay. Episode one, introduction to these kids or whatever. I'm setting this back in the late '90s. Oh yeah, 2000s. I think '90s. Not is now. Right. You don't want to have Not all now. this cell phone technology stuff like that. You we're gonna want, go a little. You don't bit. want '80s because you don't want to. No, you don't want to cross pollinate it with Stranger Things in any way. No, we want it to be modern-ish enough, but have that nostalgic feel to it, which is why I'm doing late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Then we're introduced to all like these cool kids, whatever. Yeah. Right? There's just two of them. Yes, brother yeah. sister. Yeah. I f- I think they're brother sister. I'm gonna look that up real quick because right. I I was curious too. Um, we're just going through the normal things of life or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I feel like the end of episode one is they stumble upon the treehouse and get sucked into like it sucked into the book or whatever. Yeah. 
and then credits. Ooh. Don't know. Like, like you you see their faces react uh-huh. in my mind. You don't know where they are yet. Episode two picks up. We're now in fully in this thing. Is there a bad guy in the in these? Uh, no. If, it's just recall, the adventure these are, of the book. It itself. is pretty like um, procedural. Like every episode is kind of on its own. If I or every episode, every book is kind of on its own. I, other than like yes, their knowledge builds up and they remember everything before that. But I I think because they're jumping around. So time are period you thinking period, episode book, or I'm thinking like first season is like one story i was thinking just because the books are so short i was thinking book per episode but i like i like the idea I w- of I'm doing thinking, a long thinking, narrative thread um 30 minute episodes okay um so what that means is actually it's 22 minutes because you have commercial breaks on normal shows so on netflix it would be 22 minutes 20 minute shows essentially yeah um first episode you discover the book the treehouse the book you get engulfed in this story yeah um, Do you want me to just read um, a little bit of the magic? Like, a, n- not the book, but read just a little background just so we can... Is this like a Wikipedia? If we're, if we're, uh, yeah, just a little thing. Wikipedia thing. Yeah, go for it. All right. The Magic Treehouse is an American series of children's books written by American author Mary Pope Osborne. The original American series is illustrated by... Uh, la, 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 la. Let's get on from, from that. Uh, the first group of books consists of... Uh, or it's it's... It's 28 books uh, in which Morgan Le Fay sends Jack and Annie Smith to normal children who are siblings from the fictional town of Frog Creek, Pennsylvania, on, a num- on numerous adventures and missions with a magical treehouse. Um, and then the second book, it, uh, the, or the second group of books is referred to as the Magic Treehouse Merlin Missions. Begins with bi- book 29, wait, wait, Christmas wait, 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 so the f- There are two sections, it seems. Okay. Um, so this is Jack and Annie getting quests from the ancient wizard Merlin the Magician. Okay, so as a kid, did not probably read them in chronological order, order, or I didn't even notice that there was people giving them missions, basically. But the, it seems that these books... I got these books at the library just because the covers looked cool. Totally. And like the, the titles are always catchy, like mm-hmm. Christmas in Camelot. That's yeah. good. It's smart. The first one is Dinosaurs Before Dark. I feel like this would have such great nostalgia this show and it would be such a like a whole like like it's the wholesome um what are we talking about wholesome entertainment no what's the show that's too scary oh stranger things yeah it's the wholesome stranger Things. that's exactly you know? what i was thinking the, the family stra- friendly ca- like we're that. capitalizing on that feeling of like e- a kids e- nostalgia yeah, feeling and the, but like a kid's adventure you know exactly i want a kid's adventure but live action and one that like kids and parents can watch together mm-hmm um, I think that'd be but great. I so seeing that they get missions from people that that seems like episodic epi- episodic could be good, mm-hmm. but I like I don't know I like both ideas. I think then what it should be is it should be half an hour shows. Yeah. Um, but each one is like a part one, part two. So oh, okay. That like so kind of like series of unfortunate. Uh, did you watch series of unfortunate events? No. Okay. Is what are they part one, part two? Yeah. So they we, did a book. Uh, every two episodes was one book. That's how I'm, that's how I'm thinking it. You know. Okay. I like that. Um, and it's cool to see that someone else already thought of my idea. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like episode one, you finish on that. Episode two, you continue that. And then you start getting the, the missions and that you can have them an hour long. Yeah, sort of build into they yeah. realizing that, oh, my gosh, this is what we're doing consistently. Mm-hmm. We're finding this treehouse. We're going all over the place. Yeah. Our parents have no idea. Yeah. That's the other aspect I like because they're. Pa- I don't know. Actually, I take that back because 
I think I would want more than one hour for admission. I feel like you can draw that into a season. Oh, really? Yeah, eight episodes. You can easily make one thing, and they're just getting more. It, it just like but each more, episode multiple has, places. Sure. Only thinking one time because like, I think it. I think part of it is that they're somewhere different every book, and there's 28 books. We have all kinds of content to drop. I on. want one storyline throughout the eight episodes. Yes. Do they travel through? Like, I want one big thing that's happening through the eight episodes. Yeah. Maybe okay. they're trying to find their way to Merlin the Magician or whatever. Blah blah blah. Oh, Learn man. more about the treehouse. Yeah. That's the the tie through yes, the eight episodes. The first Learn season. more about the treehouse. That process takes them through. Quest of Camelot, blah blah blah, for every two episodes. Okay, so that let's let's map it out then. First season, we're trying to figure out what the heck is this treehouse. Yeah, there we go. I th- I think. Wait, was someone else giving their missions before the ma- magician? The fr- if I remember the first book, vividly, it does say that I'm the sure the, the, the treehouse is giving the missions at first, and then there's a magician. They describe they discover the treehouse and the mag- magical books there. They travel back to the late Cretaceous period, sixty five million years ago, where they meet a pteranodon that saves them from a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Jack finds a golden medallion with the letter M on it. See, this is what I'm thinking. Oh, like there's there's yeah. little Easter eggs in each episode that make it like that tie it through to a larger thing. So maybe that's what it is. Um, episodes they're do- like. First episode, they're in the dinosaurs, whatever. Second episode, they're somewhere else. But there's li- all these little clues, right? That yeah, go through. There's all kinds of little clues. They meet Morgan Le Fay in book four, ah, Morgan who turns out to be the mysterious M companion. Gotcha. I feel like this could be very interesting. I think it could be good because there's enough. And you're saying this is live action. You want some live action some, for sure. Some quality kids. And like we could build up. Like we don't have to start with a dinosaur episode because that would be way too high budget for yeah, a Netflix want, pilot. But yeah. it'd be cool. It would be really cool. But like there's no reason to spend all that money when they have other time periods. Like yeah, that could be. Much I think the one they meet do. her is a rainforest. The one before that is uh, pirates or ninjas. And pirates, the one before that, and the pyramids. Like, the, you could do you could do these, and like, I'm sure a little more cost effective. The yeah. pyramids one, but like, there there are ways around. You don't have to do the dinosaur one yet. That could be the finale. That could be the finale where you meet. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Something goes terribly wrong with the tree. When house. we were talking about, um, yeah, what is Magic Treehouse? Yeah, sounds a lot like Magic School Bus. Sure does. Anyway, when we were talking about this children's things or whatever it made me think of <coughs> I, I don't know where this came from hit me with it dragon tales <laughs> no no <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> but i just i like the song popped in my head and i could see it i don't know i thought that was funny and i just had to share oh it's because messed up. i thought that would get you um and i think i feel like i was talking about dragon tales a while recently anyway but Talking this through, I found one that I think it's impossible to do because the rights are never going to be available for this intellectual property. Okay. Um, like it, they're never going to be available for it. Really? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, for um merchandising or whatever. But I feel like a great topic. I f- I would want this to be a cartoon. Um. And it's Calvin and Hobbes. Oh. I want Calvin and Hobbes. Um, and I want it to be a smart cartoon. I'm, I'm not talking... Like, this isn't a kid's cartoon, but it's not like... It's not Family Guy or anything like that, you know? But I want it to be like a... 
good cartoon. Like I feel like you you get Calvin and Hobbes, you get all ages for this one, you know. Yeah. Um, but I want it to be. You want it to be true to the strips. Yes, exactly. I um, see what you mean, though, by this is literally never going to be available. Yeah, because like uh, the rights stay with his name him again? forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he like he man. made it so that he, they'll never go. Can I remember that? Um, and he will always. Like, they're never going to be able to be merchandised or anything like that. But I feel like that would be a great opportunity. Oh man, I feel like Calvin and Hobbes is like. Uh, they're like the equivalent of Mr. Rogers. Bill Watterson. Bill Watterson. He's like the comic book. Bill. He's the comic book Mr. Rogers. And like I Calvin feel like they could Hobbes just be such, such short, great thing. comics or or uh, cartoons or like one cartoon could have like, I don't know, just a, a bunch of little stories. Even if it was just a YouTube series where they just animate the actual comics, comic strips. Yeah, that'd be great. Can you imagine like packing? You could pack five of them into just a short episode or whatever, mm-hmm. and you just have a series of shorts. Or maybe to be more contained, just like a movie that was a series of short, like a little stories, like different chapters in a movie. Yeah. Um, because I feel like a show, you need to like you're creating more and more material. Like a show, you have to have, like think about being renewed and all that stuff. Like totally. a lot of episodes. Whereas like a movie, we have an hour and a half. We'll break it up into three chapters or something like that. Yeah. And have a couple different stories in there. That'd be great. Oh man, that's a great idea. I love the idea of uh Calvin and Hobbes is just such a class. Calvin and Hobbes is so good. It is. It is such a special it, it's just a special property. It's really good. I remember um going to the library to check out those big Calvin and Hobbes books. Some of the jokes looking back were like a little over my head as a kid because it was like a it was a comic book that kids and adults could enjoy. Totally. Like some of the sarcasm, or not sarcasm, I don't know, just some of the jokes are a little bit... I feel like there's a lot of jokes about the economy that, that you know, as a 10-year-old, like a little a little out of out of range. I think that's what made it so approachable was that, like, it was a kid, like, ha- using social commentary um, on things that adults were dealing with, you know, yeah. or just, like, it was always, like, it was a metaphor for something, all like, oh, Calvin Hobbes is so good. I would be content, even, to just see somebody recreate all of Calvin and Hobbes snowman scenes. Here's the here's the problem with Calvin and Hobbes yeah. that I feel like is different than Magic Tree House. Is what is the voice of Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah, you know when you have when you're getting the car, like voice acting. Do you Whereas he- like nobody really cares what the voice of those two little kids are. Like you see two kids that look kind of like them, you're like, okay, they're yeah. kids that have a voice. That makes sense. But Calvin has a specific voice. I feel like. In everybody's head, yeah, um, and so does Hobbes. I feel like it could ha- it could work, but I don't know. That's yeah, because when you're reading, you hear a voice for them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And where like, I feel okay. like that's different. Like, for, to be fair, whatever you're reading, the people have a voice. What if we take Calvin, we take Hobbes, we put them in a treehouse, <laughs> or the kids from the Magic Treehouse end up in a comic book? Okay, now, that's an adventure. <laughs> now, yeah. Oh, okay. So they're like they've gone. F- they're in now a two-dimensional yeah, world. They have to figure that, out how, yeah, to, live how to get that. out. Yeah, like, that oh. seems like a magic school bus type of episode. <laughs> <laughs> that does. That's All right. Uh, do you have any other intellectual properties that you're thinking of? Uh, well, there. One that I always think about is that, like, what if Disney bought DC, and what if just redid everything and just. Folded DC into the Marvel universe. No, I don't. I wouldn't want to see them combine it. It's like you don't need to. Like they have Star Wars, they have uh, Marvel. They don't need to put 
Marvel superheroes into Star Wars. They also don't need to put DC superheroes into Marvel movies. It would be just a cool thing to see them have their swing at the DC movies. But I would love I wouldn't to, want to see them combine it. I'd love I well I would love to have the, them have their separate universes, but then I would love to see like you know, they do the Avengers, but then have the like they do the Avengers every five years or whatever, but then every ten years we get the Avengers versus the Justice League. And there's like some sort of hole in the universe that opens up. You get Batman reaching through, punching Tony Stark in the face. Boom. Yeah. So I'm all bored with you with you saying like Mar uh Disney trying to redo DC movies, but I wouldn't want them to just ruin all of the DC lore by combining these every 10 years, you know, like that's what makes Marvel so good is that they have their, um, infinity crisis type thing. So does DC like the, totally, I would, well, they I would both have their separate. events. Here's the thing that I'm thinking about though, as well, is that, um, a lot of the stuff that I'm thinking about when you said IPs, um, they're not things that, okay. For example, it's like star Wars. It's already being done. Yeah, but like some of the stuff that was in the books and comic books, mostly books that yeah. was in the expanded universe that has been taken out of canon. Uh -huh. I feel like that would be cool to see visualized. Some somehow. of that stuff brought back. Yeah, into like it. Yeah. so. Um, it's not. They already have Star Wars, but mm -hmm. like to see some of the stories that were taken out, actually be be used. I think that's another one. Um, I want to see them cast and just finally cast and announce that Ewan McGregor is playing Obi-Wan in the yeah that's that just needs to happen I can't believe they haven't done that yet like it's it's a little ridiculous I think it's just like yeah it's not official but everybody knows it's gonna happen it, of course it has to happen he's I mean they the right brought, age, everybody that has been cast he even said somebody. he was gonna do it. like they, yeah, they he already wants know to do yeah. it, has asked to do it sorry that was some of the nerdy news you needed you don't need to know about <laughs> nice <laughs> um so we're back to intellectual properties. Um, trying to okay, but here's my here's my pitch for you on the the DC Marvel event, whatever. Even if it just happened once, I was just reading the um, Batman and Superman comics. Uh, I think it was like in I was, I was in like the second trade or whatever, and they have this. They're like doing this investigation where oh, what is the uh, there's like. Okay, there's another group in some sort of alternate universe, and they suck or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they're hunting down Batman and Superman, who are. It's like this whole weird thing. But yeah. basically, it it made me feel like it was Batman and Superman in an alternate timeline had killed one of the Avengers, for all intents and purposes. And then these Avengers are trying to find these versions of Batman and Superman that killed them so that they can but pay for their crimes. You're saying different timeline type things, right? Sure. It's all, that's the only way I would accept it because I don't want them to be in the same universe. Oh, I'm totally fine with that for, with it being some New like York is world. too small for all of these <laughs> superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a city big enough. No, but it, it ends up being all because, okay, it's about to get I feel real. Like it's easy it's to about do to get it. real nerdy right here, but the, it's because the Joker has met up with some sort of all powerful being that has a deal with dark side and they, and the Joker brought them all together and has, all right, well you were the first to step into this nerdy, <laughs> nerdy section. So Let's I'm going to dive it. right in because I think that the only way this could happen is because of the infinity gauntlet and you have this, like the time gem and stuff like that. You would be able to do something. They've already got it. All set right. Let's up. reel it back in. No, I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> we are embracing what we are. <laughs> All right. But I see you can see how it could happen. Alternate universe, whatever. Even if it's a parallel you know, where it's the same thing, it's still it's still Bruce, it's still Clark, but they're coming in 
and something is going on where there's a conflict, and the, one of one of the teams is trapped in the other one's world, and you neither of them like Disney, each other. You just want Marvel and DC to play nice. That's true. Yeah, I want. I mostly want everyone to play nice. I just want DC to like get it together. I want them to play nice, but then make all of the toys fight. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Here's another interesting one. You said toys fight. That yeah, I haven't made. Um, this would be a. Another cross-platform. Do you know what Fast and Furious needs to do? Oh, boy. They need to start incorporating Hot Wheels. That's oh my two gosh. franchises that I don't know how they haven't done anything yet. That's insane. Like, what? Okay. We need to call. We got the. We need to call some investors right now. Get some Get some big money on the phones because we're like, this hey. Would involve, this would have to involve time travel. What's the, um, what's the toy maker? The big one? Uh, Mattel. Hasbro. Yeah. Hey, ha- Hasbro. Pitch. It's- Fast and Furious Hot Wheels. You're welcome. Okay, but what? Okay, profit. <laughs> How they would have to do it? They'd have to go really far into the future for Hot Wheels to work. Mm-hmm. They could do it, a la Tokyo Drift, where like the whole movie again, you you're getting way too nerdy. <laughs> you're diving into these. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being too nerdy no, about it. No, no, no. Okay, they could do it like they do in Tokyo Drift, where the whole movie you think it has nothing to do with anything, and all of a sudden, oh, bam! There's Han. All right, Han Wheel, uh, Hot Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Hanwheel. <laughs> <laughs> What's your full name? The last name's Wheel. Hanwheel. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's that's a that's a possibility. Okay, so they go way into the future. You've got you. They found a way to bring Han back. Spoilers. They they bring Han back, and Han has to. The only way he can get back is to the dead Han has to race for his life and they have to do it on hot wheels tracks. They or in the future. Everybody's driving on these bright orange roadways with rails on the side of them that you can go anywhere in and you just have to be able to survive the G forces that your car is pulling when you're going through these loops. I just want to see realistic renditions of like how they would incorporate those type of roads. It's like, Hey, come onto this. Uh, it's like a VR track and you step onto the, like this Tron oh. type of VR track. And then it's like, Instead of like looking like Tron, it's like these orange roads. Yeah. You're like, wait, why is it orange? Like, well, because of blah, 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 blah. You know? It's yeah. Like, I think that'd be cool. That would be um, s- okay. I'm in. I'm so in. We need to re. We'll, we'll, we'll put a little pitch together. What if we just got a Hot Wheels movie? Like, not even Fast and Furious. What if they just did Hot Wheels and Hot Wheels became the new Fast and Furious? That's another thing. They tried it with Need for Speed. It yeah. sucked, but Hot Wheels could do it. That's a good point. Also, I, I feel like you and I could make a Hot Wheels movie with like um, stop motion graphics. <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> 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 um, we both went right into that. <laughs> uh, do you have any other uh, IPs that you're thinking of? Um, I had. I feel like everything that we can think of, people like because Hollywood has no original ideas. Everybody is just like all. Of the, that's why all these things are coming back and being rebooted and all that stuff is because like they're just taking things like oh this was a book, this was a comic, this was a toy. Make it into a movie, but here's the thing: it's because it's, be- it's because the people that are your uh, that are our age already have, have grown up with all of this thing. Like you don't have yeah. to create new fans on a movie that you don't know. Like you already are pulling from kids who play with Hot Wheels. You're already pulling from people who read this book, or like yeah. so. They're like half of the hard work is already done. They already know that they're gonna have at least this many fans who are just maybe curious. Yeah, but um, now we're getting into the age where people can actually start doing right by all of these properties because they grew up with them. Like you and I making a Hot Wheels movie, you, the Hot Wheels fans can trust that we're gonna stay true to the <laughs> Hot, Hot Wheels, Wheels vibe. Brand, yeah, yeah then stay true to the brand, the story, mm-hmm. the emotion. There were Hot, Hot Wheels. Wheels cartoons. 
That's a thing. There was Hot Wheels games. They were kind of like G.I. Joes, I feel like. Okay. I, I don't know if I could get behind that. No. Like, do the Hot Wheels have personalities, or are they G.I. Joes that drive these Hot Wheels? The latter. G. Oh, okay. I can kind of get behind that. Except for... Just kind of like generic characters. I'd, um, I'd rather it be like racing G.I. Joes. Uh, it's also like Speed Racer. I think that was kind of similar. Oh, Speed Racer's all right. Um, I'm trying to think of more things that I want to see made into movies or shows. Um... Another good one. Well, first of all, well, I guess it'll never happen now because they just pull out of the deal. But when Disney launches their new streaming platform. You said they pull out of that deal? Yeah. They pull out of the streaming deal? They pull out of Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they're doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they launch their new deal, when they launch their thing. That's going to be so clutch. <sighs> I'm, anno- I'm so annoyed I'm that it's so not going to be on Netflix, but I'm like. I'm curious to see why they're do- like because they're gonna have ESPN on there. They're gonna have like all their properties. on Are there. they? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's the only. It's thing. not just the stuff on Netflix. They're like they're moving all of their things to have their own streaming. Yeah. Because like everybody's yeah. pulling cutting the cord on cable. So if so that, that has every single Disney thing on it, like just I think it's gonna have probably ABC, ESPN. Like in my that's mind, that's the thing. Is if it has everything, thing. then man, it'll be hard to like not go there and drop Netflix. That's the only way I can imagine it being like, if they're just doing the stuff that they would put on Netflix onto this, it's like, why would I pay another $8.99? Yeah. So I'm curious to see what they do again. That Yeah. So we'll see if they have their, their broadcast stuff on there. But once they start doing that, if they start doing like exclusive, you know, Disney original content for that, I would like to see a star Wars show. Like why? I can't believe that. We've only gotten Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, Rebels. Yeah. You don't want to see animated, like not animated. Like you want to see. I'm fine with animated, but I'm not as into it because it feels I feel like, like they took a step back. With people Rebels. are. Afraid. I, I haven't heard anything bad about Rebels other than it's for it's for a younger audience. That's exactly, that's totally all I'm fine. saying. Like it was like. I, don't know. I think they're just missing the mark when they re- like they just need to realize that the the target audience for Star Wars, yes, well, like young kids can enjoy it, but they they don't it doesn't have to be geared towards them for them to enjoy it because yeah. like they like. So what are you saying? Doesn't mind be a cartoon, maybe more an Avatar style cartoon. It, it, yeah, if it's a, or, if it's a cartoon, or live make action. it maybe make it more Avatar like. But I would love to see live action Star Wars, even if it was like they don't do the Netflix style of releasing it, even if it's week to week. That'd be awesome. I feel like the problem is when you do shows like that, then it just becomes um, procedural. But they have so I much room. Episodic, they they, they have so much room. They created such a big universe in Star Wars. Well, not, they didn't create it, but there's such a big place to explore. You could go anywhere with it. It doesn't even have to be about like Star Warsy stuff. It could just be like, hey, we're on a planet in the Star Wars universe. There's all kinds of scary dudes going around around us. Some dude in a, in a hood breathing real heavy is kind of scaring us, but yeah, we're just true. trying to make it. It's a sitcom. It's a sitcom in yeah, the Star Wars universe. You could do, it. You you could do, do whatever. Anything. I would like to see, though, I would like to see the Star Wars IP live on as a TV show. Yeah. Not a TV show, but you know what I mean. Yeah. A series. Uh, yeah, again, for, for me, sure. it's just that like all these things that I think I want to see, people are starting to do it. Um and it's just more about like Star Wars is already a thing, but seeing your idea of maybe a show or just like reimagining, like it's already Star Wars is already happening. It's not like whereas like Magic Tree is not currently in it's the books. Nowhere. You know, you know that's yeah. what that's what I'm saying. So all things that I can think of are already happening. Yeah. Just not how I'm thinking it. I think off air we need to write the first episode of Magic Tree House. So yeah, I'm down. I love looking into like um, I've been watching a lot of uh, video essays. Ah, oh. I love. Um, 
behind the or yeah behind the screenplay i think it is and there's like nerd writer and stuff like that yeah um or lessons from the screenplay and then nerd writer i like just like looking how they break down stuff and like looking at writing screenplays and stuff like that it's very interesting to me speaking of things like that behind the scenes and stuff i can't wait for dunkirk's behind the scenes to come out i still need to watch it did you see oh my gosh i haven't had time yeah i know but did you see anything about the his their interview with american cinematographer no they built a plane oh yeah yeah and then they put an IMAX IMAX camera on and they crashed the plane yeah and, and then, then the like plane went under like way faster than they faster, thought. Yeah. And the, the the film was under for like what I think they said nine hours. Yeah, they had to pick it and up. And they used that footage in the movie. Like mm-hmm. it it made it and it looks fine and you didn't even notice. But yeah, like they literally crashed a plane with an IMAX camera on it to get a shot. Here's another thing, um, that I think um, Master Class. Have you seen the trailers for those? Uh, I don't think so. I need to show it to you. So they just yeah. have like some of the most awesome people at what they do teaching a class you sign up for a master class thing on online oh aaron sorkin did one yeah aaron sorkin did one gotcha. on uh i think his was on screenwriting and they yeah. had um specifically rhonda rhymes is that her name chandra chandra rhymes yeah rhymes. whatever yeah, chandra. She, she did another one on like screenwriting then they had uh, steve martin do one on comedy oh. and they had like um Kevin Spacey do one on acting. Like they get they get the top people in their thing yeah. to to give a brief class on oh, what they're doing. Kevin I gotta Spacey show you didn't make it into our actor list. I can't believe I forgot about yeah, so putting I can't him in there. Him that man is terrific. That man is just fantastic. Well, as always, this has been the Things and Stuff podcast. Nice. We post every Thursday, so make sure you're you're listening. You can follow me at the Sneath. You can follow the show at Things Stuff Pod, and you can follow me at Jeremy underscore one. I struggled my way through that. You got it. Wrong, no, we man. got it. We're good. Uh, we're also on Stitcher. Just real quick, uh, we I we haven't talked about it on the show, but oh, yeah. we're available on Stitcher now. So if you like Stitcher more than iTunes or SoundCloud, be sure to check it out there. Yeah. So thanks, and tune in to us on Thursday. Bye bye.